It's now time for Remember When with Uncle John. John Guess, Washita County's resident storyteller and local historian. Sit back now and enjoy a walk down memory lane as John recalls the days of yesteryear in his own unique way. You never know, some of it might even be true. So here's Uncle John, along with his trusty sidekick, Kelly Blair. Back on Remember When with Uncle John. Well, here we are at the start of a brand new week. It's Tuesday already, though, John. How That's your right. Memorial Day Monday. And it's June the 1st. There you go. I mean, we're going to be... We're going to be Christmas again before you know it. I'm telling you, right around the corner, it seems like. So, what do you want to talk about today, my man? June the 1st, 1967. 67. The Beatles released Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Oh, hey, look out. And the world of music was never the same. It it inspired millions of young boys to pick up guitars and millions of people to go out and find out something psychedelic. There you go. Absolutely. The world changed. You know, my good friend, one of my dearest friends, Gary Stifler, uh, is just one of millions who cites that as a one of the biggest influences in their life. You know. Yep. But now, if I remember correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the inspirations for the Beatles to do Sgt. Pepper was the boy was the Be- Beach, Beach Boys. Boys came Pets, out with Pet Sounds. Pet Sounds. There you go. Uh, they- Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney deliberately points that out. Anytime people bring up Sgt. Pepper's, that it was inspired by Pet Sounds. Absolutely. So a little, you know. A little friendly rivalry, you know. I mean, these guys were competitive. I mean, everybody is. You know, Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys was a genius. Absolutely. You know? But, you know, Sergeant Peppers, uh, it changed, like, a, like we said, it changed everything. Uh, so many people, country country people, uh, disco people, soul people, they all cite Sergeant Peppers as being an influence in their life. And, you know, nobody could have, nobody had any idea what it was going to do, but it changed everything. You know, and Sgt. Pepper's uh, album is one of those that, you know, there's an old saying, we'll treat you so many different ways, you're going to have to like one of them. You had to be able to find some song on there that you like. Maybe you didn't like A Day in the Life with all the weird noises and all that, but I always loved Get By with a little help from my friends. You know, that's true. Uh, and Ringo Starr couldn't sing worth a flip, but, <laughs> but he, with a little help from his friends, he pulled that one off. Of course, the fact that he couldn't sing makes him a good singer. Yeah. Makes him unique, you know. There you go. But, uh, uh, you know, it's it's they didn't have the technology, you know, in 1966 that they have now. Right. When they started, started recording that in 66, they didn't have the technology they have now. All they had was a four-track recording you know, recording board. But that was state of the art back that then. That was state of the art, you know. But but they improvised on all those sounds and things, you know. They they experimented. Uh, they just came up with what they, you know, what they could come up with. Yep. And I mean, you know, and, and I readily admit I've never been a great big Beatles fan. Uh, you know, I just I just never have been. Sure, they've had some great monumental songs that I love. But I just never was. Now, I'm a big Beach Boys fan for sure. Right. Because they had all that car stuff. You know? Absolutely. But, you know, the Beatles, I just never was a big fan. But nobody can deny the impact Sgt. Pepper's had on the music world. No question. Or the world, period. Absolutely, yep. They absolutely turned everybody on its ear with that. And look how many more people that they inspired to go out and become musicians. And if you think you can do it better, if you think you can do it different, if you want to do it the other way, go out and play some music and get on the radio. Tom Petty said he saw him, you know, on on, uh, Ed Sullivan and, you know, kind of liked him. But when Sgt. Pepper came out, he went and bought him a guitar. There you go. You know, and and so many of them did that. And, and, you know... uh, 
none of them were great musicians. You know, I mean, they could play, you know, but none, you know, George Harrison was a good guitar player. But not, you know, not in the in the realm of. Yeah, of, but he got Eric Clapton to come in and play some of right. the albums for. And you know, none of them were just, you know, tremendous musicians. You know, right? I mean, they were good, but they weren't they weren't anything great. But but you know, they they came up with the they came up with the right recipe on that, and you know, it changed the world. And that's you know, that's you know, all those years ago today. Absolutely, but you know what they could do? They could write some pretty good songs. Oh yeah, Paul and John yeah. pen some pretty good tunes. And, and you know, they had a, a friendly competition that made them write better. You Absolutely. know. Absolutely. And the world will never see that again. There'll nope. never be another. There'll never be anything like that again. We've already seen all that. Back on Remember When with Uncle John. Well, here we are at Wednesday, Hump Day. That means it's wrestling Wednesday around here, these parts. What do you want to talk about today, Johnny? Well, you know, 39 years ago today, our our favorite vocational sport changed forever. Yep, one of the biggest events in all of wrestling history, and it came and went without a lot of people even knowing it had happened. Yep, Vince McMahon took over from his daddy. Vince McMahon Jr. Vince Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yep. Took over from his daddy and ruined our and ruined our favorite sport. <laughs> it took him a few years to do it, and and along the way, to be fair, he did take it to new heights that it had never seen before. Uh, but it didn't turn out so well. Maybe in the end, of course, you know what they say. You know, when you get to the top, there ain't nowhere to go but down. That's it. You know that uh, viewership has fell off. You know, I think the sponsors. On a lot of his shows, have, have have taken another look at things. Well, if the viewership goes down, I can personally attest the sponsors go with it. You know, I I think Vince is you know it's time for him to go and give the, let somebody else have some fresh ideas. But let's talk about how it changed everything in the beginning. You know, forty years ago, you could go into a territory, you could stay six months, eight months, a year, uh, you know, win a couple of titles, have a pretty good feud going with somebody. And then you could, you know, fake getting your leg broke. Yep. And go to Japan for a couple of months. Or maybe come up short on a loser leaves town match. That's right. And come back, you know, under a mask or whatever. But a lot of them would go to Japan. They'd fake up. They'd kayfabe, you know, a leg broke or something like that. Out, He's going to be out for six weeks. And they'd go to Japan, make a bunch of money, come back, and then resume the feud, make some more money. There you go. But before, the- before the internet, before you knew what every move everybody made, before you knew what was going on. Yep. Now, the the gist of that is you could move around. Everybody moved from territory to territory, and it kept things fresh. And you had a dozen some odd territories to work in. Again, pre-internet, if somebody went over to Portland Wrestling over there on the West Coast, we probably didn't hear or see about them around here, you know, watching Mid-South Wrestling or World Class out of Texas or something like that. They might as well just vanished off the face of the earth for us until they came back a couple of years later. But Vince, you know, Vince had this great idea that he was going to go in on the premise that it was entertainment. It was yep. not sport, which saves a lot of, of tax money, I understand. And, and you know, he brought on these, you know, he robbed all the territories of their big stars, brought them all in, you know, uh, built all these big promotions, uh, WrestleMania, of course, you know, and King of the Ring and, and you know, those kind of things. And, and you know, kind of, in my opinion, stagnated everything. Well, the big thing, you know, is before all the NWA territories and everybody except the WWF and the AWA were in the NWA and they all shared talent and they would work together and everything. And Vince, when he took over, he said, we're not going to be in the NWA anymore. We're not going to work with you guys. We want it all. And you're going to have to compete with us. You're going to have to pay talent the same way we are if you're going to stay in business. Most of them couldn't do it. You know, they had an in, they used to have a 
NWA convention every year. Yep. Usually in Kansas City. Yes. Sometimes in Las Vegas. But, you know, they actually talked about having him killed. Yeah. You know, there was actually talk about having somebody killing Vince, you know. Which, you know, if, if I had a vote, I'd say, well, we should have done it, you know. <laughs> but, I mean, you look at him on TV now, you know, 20 years ago, he looked, you know, he still looked young. He looked fresh. I, I believe that it's taken a toll on him. I think that it's, it's, it's time for him to, to retire and turn it over to somebody else and maybe get some new things in. Because I'm telling you, I don't watch it anymore. Right. I don't watch it because it's all stale and it's all stagnant and they all look alike. Well, you know, the pandemic has thrown everybody a curveball, the WWE being one of the biggest ones. But they do have a little competition going now with AEW. There's a gozillion, billion, trillionaire yeah. uh, kind of guy that's backing them. So maybe they've got the money to go head-to-head with WWE. And some of the other ones, you know, uh, the old uh, NWA is still around doing a YouTube channel thing. And uh, you still got TNA out there and you know, some of them impact wrestling. So maybe, just maybe, the WWF can get some competition because that's what's going to make the product better is competition. Yes, it will. But 39 years ago today, Vince took over. And, I, you know, it, it just ain't been the same since, and it probably never will be again. But A couple of years later, they called it Black Sunday when they took uh, Turner Wrestling off of TBS uh, for, for a short period of time. But the real black day in wrestling came in 1982 when – uh, Vince Jr. bought his daddy out. That's true. You know, it'll never be the same again. But thanks, thank goodness for YouTube. I can watch, I can watch Buck Robley, you know, beat up somebody, you know. Or yeah, and if WWE doesn't get the old uh, Mid South uh, memories and world class videos back on there, back on Remember When with Uncle John. Well, here we are, just rolling through this week like crazy. Already at the next best thing to a Friday. But what do you want to talk about today, here, John? Uh, today is National Egg Day. National Egg Day. June, June 3rd. National Nash- Egg Day. Okay. There which you go. equals Slow News Day. So, <laughs> well, that's okay. I mean, you know, but it's I national, love eggs. It's National Egg Day. Where would we be without eggs? Man, I'm as country as a brown egg. You ever I mean, heard where that? Would, where would the Tyson family be? <laughs> you know? Uh, my mama, you know, we had a chicken house. Okay. Everybody in the country back, you know, 75 years ago, 50 years ago, everybody had a chicken house. Yep. You know, and I can distinctly remember my mama gathering eggs. They didn't go to the store and buy eggs. Yep. You know, and and uh, it was a big deal. You know, if uh, you heard, so- if you saw somebody that had bought some, e- if you saw somebody that sold eggs, <clears throat> you know, it kind of was a big deal because pretty much everybody had a chicken house. There you go. And uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, I don't have to worry about he- eggs. I've got an aunt Cindy. They have chickens. And they are constantly asking us, hey, you need eggs? How about now? How about now? We got more eggs. You need eggs? Well, you know, I, I love eggs. We were Absolutely. talking about, you know, eggs. Uh, when I was growing up, I didn't come much, so much care for them, you know. But as you get older, man, there ain't nothing better than scrambled eggs. Oh, know? no, I loved eggs even as a kid. Matter of fact, when my mamma was keeping me during the summers in, uh, in between school, I, every single morning I wanted a fried egg on a piece of toast. You know, uh Take a big old plate of scrambled eggs and and uh, you know baptize it in cheese. And, you know put a little put a little bit of hot sauce on it. You know, man, it makes a hangover just go right away. You know because anything that's in the pit's coming out. Well, hey, but you know, uh, talking about different uses for eggs, my man JJ was just talking about this a week or so ago. You know how some people put boiled eggs on their salad. Yes. I don't know if you. You know what's even easier? Just scramble the things. Yeah. Scramble the eggs. Put that on your salad. It tastes the same. Man, there ain't nothing. You know, I, I have carried for years. I've carried a couple of boiled eggs with me, you know. And, and look at this. Let me tell you something. Pickled eggs. 
Pickled eggs? Where in the world would I be? Where would my daughter be? <laughs> where would my family be without pickled eggs? Now, what was that place you got the last pickled egg they That was did? Gully's Liquor Store there when it closed in 2013. Uh, when I was a teenager, when I was young, when we were doing things we shouldn't do, uh, we kept the styrofoam egg carton with us. And we'd go to Gully's late at night, and they were dime a piece then. Mm-hmm. And we'd get a dozen pickled eggs, put them in the, put them in the uh, uh, egg, carton. egg carton, salt and pepper the bottom of them, turn them over. Salt and pepper the top of them. Man, you was good for the night, you know. There you go. But, you know, I, I love uh, one of my significant others, you know, out of my past that um, I have absolutely no animosity toward. One of the things that sticks out in my mind is when I needed a good fried egg sandwich, she was always there with a good fried egg sandwich. There you go. And occasionally with a chunk of sausage under it. You oh, know? nice. And, uh, you know, there's just uh uh, like I said, it's a slow news day. What what can you talk about besides eggs? You know, what, uh, but but you know the edible egg. I mean, it's got so many different purposes. You can find all kinds of things to do with it. And and you know the fact that they have a national egg day is a big deal. Yeah, you got a national day after you. Well, not that I know of. Not yet. Not anyway. yet. But um, I think everybody ought to go out. You know, everybody ain't got a chicken house no more. That's right. Very few people have a chicken house. There you go. My good friend Aubrey Lee up at Reader, he's got a chicken house. But, uh, you know, and he, he would bring eggs to church and give us, you know, give us all eggs and everything. But I think Aubrey's moving, so, you know, he may have gotten rid of his egg, his chickens. But uh, I think everybody ought to go get him a couple of eggs and scramble them up and, and cover, them in, uh, cover them in cheese and, and uh, let her go. There you go. And while you're sitting around eating your eggs, talk about how we can come up with a Remember When with Uncle John national holiday. Absolutely. All right. That's going to wrap up Remember When with Uncle John for today. But we'll be right back here tomorrow for Top Tune Friday. We'll see you then, Johnny. See you tomorrow, Kelly. You've been listening to Remember When with Uncle John on Y95. This broadcast can be heard each weekday morning at 645 on South Arkansas's favorite station, Y95.